thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Morning to you all. It's great to see people here. Morning, Gary. Thank you. It's great. Um, we're going to be continuing our series on the Holy Spirit and uh, we're going to move into a, a part of it now where we look at the gifts, the spiritual gifts. So today is a bit of an introduction to that and I can, you know, some people might already feel a bit, oh, not sure. But what is in a gift? I need a few volunteers. No picture or illustration is perfect, okay? There'll always be something in it where you go, ah, but, okay? So if you talk about the Trinity... Some people have said, oh, it's like water, H2O, because it can exist as water, ice, and steam. Very different states of matter, the same thing. But it's not a perfect picture, because there's always holes you can pick in it. So I want to give you a little bit of a picture of what church should be with the gifts. So I need, I think, four people. Let me just check. Five, four people, and I'll be one of them. If you're not going to volunteer, I'll just pick people. Jeff, thank you. Steve, thank you. Francis is not smelling anything. You're okay. And Gaz, look at that. Okay, give them a round of applause. Okay. Now, does anybody know what it is this week? Shrove Tuesday. Otherwise known for everybody else as Pancake Day. Okay, because I don't do much shriving anymore. I don't know about you. Anyone shrive regularly? No? That's what Shrove Tuesday is all about. So we'll do Pancake Day. Okay, Tuesday is Pancake Day. So um, I thought... To fit in with the theme of Pancake Day and the illustration of the gifts of the Spirit, I've brought a pancake. I'm loud as looking at the rest of them. There's another five. Okay. So uh, I'm going to give one of these lovely people a pancake. Who likes... You've not got any allergies, have you? That's good. Who likes pancakes? Francis... Oh, Steve was straight away there with his hand up. Okay. So I'm going to give Steve the pancake. Now that is a gift that he can enjoy for himself. Yeah? It will build him up. It will build his body up if you eat all of them. So it will build him up. That's a gift for him. But actually, in giving him that strength, it will benefit everybody else. But actually, Jeff, Francis, and Gaz are looking at it going, oh, I wish I had a pancake. But actually, sadly, they're not getting one. Ah. So Gaz, I'm going to give you a plate. Okay? It's a gift. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. Okay? Francis, I'm going to give, I'll give you a... No, I'll give Jeff the knife. Okay? After my last experience of spraying a fry light on Francis. And uh, Francis, I've got to trust you with the greatest gift of all. Okay. Forgive me my sins. <laughs> okay, it's a new jar as well, Francis. You, well, yes, you can. You can oh, you know what you could do that would be really good, Francis? Instead of sticking your fingers in, what, what could you do? What? Oh, you've done it. You could have asked Steve to help you. With his gift, or not Steve, Jeff could have helped you. No, 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 don't take it off him. That's his gift. That's his gift. It's his gift. So far, Gaz is the one feeling a bit left out. I think you're fine. And I'm going to have a spoon. Okay. Sorry, no, that's the wrong, wrong thing. Sorry, Gaz. I've got a spoon, okay? 
So the five of us have got very different gifts, okay? Very different gifts. Francis could enjoy that on her own. Jeff could enjoy that. Uh, sorry, Steve could enjoy that on. But, but Jeff and Gary have got very certain things that need to be used and shared to build everyone up. So this is what we're going to see, a picture of how the church is supposed to be. Okay? It's already happening because before you got here this morning, somebody's put the chairs out. The band have practiced. The band have done it. The sound technicians have worked the sound out. The people, Alison and Chris, have been amazing in the kitchen preparing communion. Other people have been preparing, setting up Sunday school. Some people are looking after your children. It's already happening. I want to visualize it. Okay? Because actually there's different things that are given to different people. So, Gaz, what could you do in this, in this body of people? I could hold the pancake. So I'm going to ask Gaz to come over here. No, you just want the pancake. <laughs> Gaz is going to hold the plate for, no, for Steve to open the pancake and put it on. You've got to stay in contact with one another. It's important. Okay. I hope I've got enough time to say what I'm supposed to say this morning. This was supposed to be a quick illustration, but anyway. Okay. So Steve has actually shared his gift so that others can be used. And, but it's not finished yet, Steve, because you're not getting rid of it completely, okay? And what we need now, in my opinion, is we need some Biscoff on the pancake. So you've got the Biscoff, but you, I'm not getting you to use your fingers. No, no, that is my jar of Biscoff. Hold on a minute. No, 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 this is for later. So, <laughs> so Jeff, you could come together with Francis and Gaz... And Steve, you're, you're going to be playing your part in a minute. You can see what's happening here. Just, yeah, just take a little bit, okay? Spread it across the top of the pancake. Look at this, eh? I chose the right person with the knife. Very precise, very particular. He's doing it well. Oh, it looks good, doesn't it? Looks good. Oh, yeah. oh look. Oh, you didn't actually lick that, did you? No. <laughs> COVID and all that. So, Jeff, you're still not finished here, okay? Because all four of you have shared that gift, but actually now you could share the fruits of, of what you've done. So look at Jeff. Oh, he's already there. No, I'm okay. I'm on Slimming World. It's fine. Sorry, everybody else. There is a point to this. Sometimes church gets messy. Okay. So now, Gaz has been supportive, <laughs> Jeff's done the cutting, Steve provided something that was really important, and Francis did, and actually all together they can now enjoy that as they've done it together, yeah? yeah. yeah. So you can all have a piece now. <laughs> can all have a piece now? Okay. The spoon, that's just so I can have a bit of biscuit. <laughs> One cent, two cent. Thank you. Okay, sorry, that was just for me. Honestly, it was purely for me, nothing else. I have a, I have a problem, but anyway, I need to come to the group. Thank you, everybody. That isn't a perfect picture, but can you see the principle? Yeah? All four of them had a gift. All four of them used their gift. They were all different gifts. Some of them were to build up the whole group. But actually, all the gifts built up all four of them. In the end, yes? Would you agree? Some of them could have kept it to themselves. Some of them could have just put it on the, on the shelf in the cupboard and gone, I don't like Biscoff. They'd be wrong. <laughs> Some of them could have put it away. But can you see that picture is an illustration of what the church should be? 
We're going to look at a passage in Romans, Romans, that was last week, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and the end of that chapter illustrates perfectly why the gifts are talked about, because it talks about the body. Everybody has a part to play. Every single one. Nobody has the gift of sitting on a chair. That's not mentioned. The gift of just sitting. Everybody has something to play. And actually, the the Holy Spirit gives supernatural gifts. You know, the plate and the knife, they might look very ordinary. The Biscoff, everybody wants the Biscoff and the pancakes. And eventually, everybody might get a bit of the Biscoff and the pancakes. But we've got to be open to those gifts. So, having spent the last few weeks talking about who the Holy Spirit is and what he does, we come to the last few weeks of this series. That's the lightning striking me for eating Biscoff. Is it because that microphone's falling against me? Okay. I've been spending the last few weeks talking about the Holy Spirit, who he is, what he does. We're going to look at the gifts of the Spirit. And it's important to recognise that there are some who believe they aren't for now, that they were just for the beginnings of the church. But as we look at what they are, what they're for, then we have to ask the question, why would they not be for now? As I said at the beginning of this series, if you just read the book of Acts, they had no guidance. They were just saying, Holy Spirit, come. And as a result, they saw incredible things through God. Gifts of the Spirit, they saw miracles, they saw other things. And those things do happen. We're seeing an outpouring of God in America at the moment. Amazing. Students turning to Jesus. But as we look at what they're for, we've got a question. Why would they not be for now? Why would a a father that is good give something and take it away? To remove it? when it's actually the purpose of it. What are the purpose of the gifts? So we're going to look today, the purpose of the gifts and what we use them for. And when I say to you, the purpose of the gifts is to glorify God and to build his church and his people, why would there be something that the Holy Spirit would stop? Yeah? To glorify God, to testify to Jesus and to build his church. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So let's read. We're going to read 1 Corinthians 12 from the beginning. And we're going to jump around a little bit towards the end. But uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 8, and we're going to read it in chunks. Now, Paul writes, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. So that's verse 1. Straight out of the gate, Paul says, I don't want you to not understand. I don't want you to not know about these things. I don't want you to be, be ignorant of them. The church at Corinth were experiencing a huge outpouring of the Holy Spirit and a wide range of these spiritual gifts. They were experiencing those things. So Paul is wanting to say to them the purpose of the gifts, because as when gifts are involved, it can bring division. If I'd have just left the four of them and said, Francis eat the Biscoff, Jeff eat the, the pancake, then Gaz, sorry, Gaz, it was Steve at the pancake, Jeff and Gaz would have felt a little bit, Jeff could have used the knife in a different way. We're not going to encourage that. <laughs> But actually, gifts can bring division. Think of a game of pass the parcel when your kids, Joel at parties. I was quite a competitive dad. Okay, anyone else a competitive parent? Anyone else a competitive child? If I do something, none of this business of, oh, it's the taking part that counts. No, 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 no. Absolute nonsense. You know, you've got to win. That's right, isn't it? You've got to win. Yeah? Apart from if you're on the chase, it's okay to take part on the chase. Okay. But think of a game of pass the parcel. When Joel was little, I was so competitive. I'm like, right, so we're going to practice party games. Because you've got to be the best. 
like a Pokemon trainer. So we played musical statues, musical bumps. We didn't play Pass the Parcel. That would have been sad with one person. But past the parcel, you always knew if you got first, because the parent doing the music stopping would always go, I want them all to have a bit. Yeah? I want them all to unwrap a piece of the paper, because that's the nice way to be. However, if you're the first child, you know that you're unlikely to get that prize, because you're thinking, oh, it's already stopped on me. It's going to have to stop on everybody else. And actually, there's a bit of jealousy, isn't there? Because the person at the end wins the prize. And you think, oh. I wish it was me. I just got a sweet in between the wrapper. But you get jealous because you didn't get what someone else got. And it's important that we understand the gifts. But the most important thing is that we love the giver. That is the most important thing. The focus isn't to chase the gifts, to pursue the gifts necessarily, although it does say desire the greater gifts. The purpose is to pursue the giver. If we lose sight of that, then that's where the gifts become a problem. That's where the gifts become a problem. Let's carry on reading. Verse 2. You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. In other words, pointless, worthless gods. Gods that couldn't provide with any gifts. Gods that didn't give anything back. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. That is the purpose of the gifts, to point to Jesus as Lord. No one can say Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. So if this morning you've confessed for your life, if you said, I'm a Christian, I want to follow Jesus, Jesus is Lord, then you're filled with the Spirit. Because you can't say it without the Holy Spirit. So that's the first thing. Can you imagine a family where the children never said thank you for what they were given? Maybe some of you are aware of that family more intimately than others. Can you imagine a family where the children never said thank you? And and then threw the gift in the bin without even taking a look at it. You know, even worse, children just want stuff. They don't care about the person who gives them the stuff, the person who takes care of them. Can you imagine that sort of family? Where the child just wants to do that. I think what we would say those children look like is spoilt. Not particularly pleasant, not particularly kind, ungrateful. That cannot be a picture of the body of Christ. Yeah? We cannot have a church where people go, that person's unpleasant, that person's ungrateful, that person's unkind, that person's not encouraging, that's, that person's discouraging, that person, that, that person has really turned me off Jesus because they've made me think, actually, why would I want to be like that? So as we start off looking at the gifts, the most important thing about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit enables us to say Jesus is Lord. Okay? That's, that's the main thing. We agreed? I need you on board with me here because you know, I'm not talking to myself. I've already talked to myself as I've read it. It all points to him. If we lose sight of Jesus being the Lord of our lives and God being a Father and the Holy Spirit being all we've spent the last four or five weeks talking about and we just chase the gifts of the Spirit, then there will be total futility. And actually, if we leave one of the three persons of God out, in some ways there'll be total futility. Because actually, constantly, it fits with the whole three chapters in Corinthians, from chapter 12 to chapter 14. Anyone who's got married have 1 Corinthians 13 read at their wedding. Anyone? Hands up high so we can see. Okay? 
1 Corinthians 13 is the whole chapter about love, but it's sandwiched in between the two chapters about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. So it comes back to what are the gifts of the Spirit for? It's to love. It's to love. Because God is love. Yeah? So it's logical. It makes sense. It's not just about some supernatural experience or look at me, what I've got. We once went to a conference where we felt very uncomfortable because there was a gentleman from America who came over and one minute he's pushing people in. Shall I use the handheld? Is it? No. Is it muscle? Is it muscle? Okay. Okay, there we go. Normal services resumed. It's like Liverpool. Anyway, no, I won't go there. Okay. It's not just about, look at me, what I've got. We went to this conference and this gentleman was praying for people. At one time he was pushing them in the face. Another time he was blowing on them. Another time he got them all to hold hands and they went down like Domino Rally. That was about him. That wasn't about God. That was, look at me. Look at me. And if church becomes that, that's wrong. Because actually, it's look at him. Look at him. Look at the one who has done it all. Because I can't do it. Look at the one who's given these gifts. Look at the one who is Lord of my life. It's loving the rest of the body. It's unity despite differences. It's we need Jesus. We need each other. And we need love. And we need to value what everybody brings to the table. But... The first thing we see when it talks about spiritual gift is it's about Jesus, death and resurrection. It's that gift and our acceptance of it that binds and is over all God's people. That brings us into his family and brings us into the body of the church, yeah? It's all about the gift of Jesus to start off with. Let's carry on reading. Now we understand a bit of that, we can go into looking a bit more at the gifts. Verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Okay? That passage, even when we look at the gifts of the Spirit, we need to recognize the whole Trinity is at work. The whole God in three persons is, is in play. It's not two, they're not separate and doing separate things. It's the whole thing. Different gifts, but the same spirit. We see echoes of the Father, Son, and Spirit, don't we? It's the same spirit. It's the same Lord. It's the same God. But one calls attention to the gifts. One is involved in the purpose of the gifts. And the other is in the entire capacity to work it out. Spirit. Son, Father. Yeah? And that's what he's pointing to as we look at 1 Corinthians 12. The Trinity of the Father, Son, and Spirit in unity. They are the same. Not, they're equal parts. The same. But there's a trinity of differences within the gifts. There's two Greek words that are used for the gifts of the Spirit. Sorry if some of this is a bit technical for some. One is pneumatikoi. Pneumatikoi. You've heard of the word pneumatic. Yeah? You might have a pneumatic drill. That means it's an air-powered drill. So basically, 
the best translation of that word is that the gifts that are offered, and it's used 15 times in this letter, but pneumatic is an engineering word. It's used when air pressure is used to drive a machine. Its Greek wording is to do with wind or breath. Holy Spirit, wind or breath. But one definition, one definition states this. Pneumatic is when something is fed and moved by air. That's amazing, isn't it? Pneumatic is when something is fed and moved by air. As the Holy Spirit is concerned, you are fed and moved by the Holy Spirit. That's what drives us. It's what powers us into being. It's what energizes us. He feeds and drives us into movement. So the gifts of the Spirit are everything that the Spirit has on offer. Should, should we be filled with the Holy Spirit of God? He's the breath of God that feeds and moves us into action. Yeah? That's the Holy Spirit. Therefore, why would that no longer be the case? Why would that no longer be the case? The second word that's used is charism, which is where we get charismatic from. It means favour or gift that isn't earned. That's linked to grace. It's given. It's freely given. It's not something we can do to earn it. It's not because we're better or special. It's because it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's grace. So what is much more specific and is used for the specific gifts that are given by grace? Not because of us, but because of him. Again, constantly pointing to Jesus. The first chapter of Corinthians starts with a welcome. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 to 7. And it says this, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. This is the start of the letter and it's the theme throughout. God, Christ, Spirit, Trinity at work. It's about being driven. You do not lack. That's the theme throughout. If you think that you're not important today, if you think that you haven't got enough, 1 Corinthians, Paul writes and says, God says to you with his Holy Spirit, you do not lack. You have enough. You have more than enough. You will not lack because everything is on offer from God. The body needs you to be fed, me to be fed, all of us to be fed and moved into action by the Spirit. So can you see it's not just about coming into a building and sitting down. It's not. It can never be about that. What does it do? The gifts have been given to show Jesus is Lord. Confirming the testimony of Christ. You do not lack. That's either as an individual or as a church. You plus Father, Son and Spirit are enough. And will be able to do whatever is in front of you. That's the promise. You will be enough. Why? Because of the grace of God. Because he gives. He gives. Not because of something you've done to earn it. Not because you've worked harder than somebody else. But because you've said, God, I can't, you can. Because you've said, I humble myself before you and I repent of my past so that you can drive me forwards and feed me. Yeah? That's the theme of the whole Bible. It's not just one book. His grace is enough. We're going to sing it in a bit more than I need. I am enough. 
so long as Jesus is Lord. I am enough. If you don't feel enough this morning, maybe you have to ask the question, is Jesus my Lord? Is Jesus the one I look to? Let's read verse 7 again in 1 Corinthians 12. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Jump to verse 11. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Those two verses sandwich some specific gifts. That's a sandwich. It repeats it both times. It says they are for the common good. That means for everybody. They're given so that everybody will grow. And then it says, these are the same spirit, the work of the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he chooses. I chose different people to give those gifts to. It'd be no good if Gaz stood there all day with a plate going, well, I haven't got much, have I? But Gaz was really important. There was no way, really, that Jeff would have been able to do what he did without the plate. No way. Other than getting in a bit of a mess. I'm talking to do it gently, of course. You know, some savages could put it on their hand. I appreciate that. But then it would all go wrong because they're not using the whole set of gifts that are available. Yeah. So that's why the picture works. These verses sandwich the start of the specific gifts, echoing that the gifts are different, but the giver is the same. And the point is that he is glorified. <laughs> yeah. It's just constantly repeating the same thing. But it's saying, don't get distracted by the gifts, but they're really important. They're really important because they build you up, they build the church up, and they will see God's kingdom here on earth. You know, if someone gave Roz an escape room game for Christmas and then gave me a beautiful Radley handbag, I would assume they didn't know us very well. I would assume, Roz hates escape rooms. She doesn't like the competition of it. She doesn't like the fact that, you know, we would probably start getting excited and she'd rather be quiet with a cup of tea somewhere reading a book. Okay? Anyone else with Roz? Yeah, yeah, okay. You're wrong. Okay? Um, <laughs> you're not. We're all different. It's important. But I would not appreciate a Radley handbag. Okay? It would do nothing for my excitement levels. And actually... The giver wouldn't know us if they did that. However, if you switch them around, we would probably both be really pleased. Same giver, different gift. But because they know exactly what we need, they know us inside and out, they know what we would want and how we would use them. The Holy Spirit knows us inside and out he lives in us if you're a Christian this morning the Holy Spirit dwells in you and when it comes to spiritual gifts we need to know the giver knows us inside and out and whatever he gives us to glorify God will be right because it'll be what we can use for his glory yeah that's what it is it doesn't matter whether we've got the same thing it's no good me sitting there or standing there playing the keyboard going I wish I could drum like Aaron if we were all drummers no offence drummers be a bit well, anyway, you might like it. Maybe we'll try it one week. Maybe, who knows. But you know what? The giver knows what we need to be fed and move forwards. They know what will help us to help the body. They know what will help us to help others. And the giver knows what will help us to grow personally. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So looking at what others have to do or do experience should never come into it. There should be no jealousy because it's pointless. It's pointless. 
Or we shouldn't worry that we've not got the same gift. That's why the whole thing starts with the unity of Jesus, Father and Spirit. Different gifts, same spirit. And he determines who gets what. So don't worry, because he knows best. Don't worry, because he knows what you need. It says you will lack nothing. Who wants to lack nothing? Me. Well, that's what the promise of the Holy Spirit is. Not just God, not just Son, but Holy Spirit in us. And ultimately, as we come to the end, with one minute and 15 seconds left, the gifts are for the common good. They're to glorify God, they're to move us forwards and feed us, but, sorry, the Spirit is to move us forwards and feed us, but it's linked to the gifts. But ultimately, they're for the common good. All things are given for the good of everyone. Just like my little picture at the beginning. It's not perfect. But some of those gifts would have been individual and could have been just used and kept to the individual. Some of those gifts had to be used in the whole group. So it is with the spiritual gift. But let me say this. They'll always be for the common good. They will always glorify God. And they will always testify of Jesus. Always. Never will it be about building one person's reputation or ego. Always will it be God is above all. So, if you have a gift, use it. If you're not sure what your gift is, speak to somebody who knows you, who you trust, because they probably will know what it is. Use it. Yours might be different to someone else, but don't worry. You have what you need. But they need to be used in love, with no division, and with wisdom and understanding. Don't be uninformed, but be filled. Why do we want to be filled? Because then we'll be fed and moved to step into all that you have and all that God wants to give you by the same Spirit, Lord, and God. That's why the gifts are important. But the most important gift was Jesus. If you don't know Jesus as Lord today, then the rest of what I said is probably a bit unimportant. The rest of what I said is probably a little bit meaningless to you. So if you don't know Jesus as Lord, maybe today's the day you start and say, actually, I need to start there. I need to recognize that it's not just about God. I believe there's something, but it's about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Accept Jesus, you'll be filled with his Spirit. The Father loves us because he sent Jesus to die for us and Jesus to be raised to life, defeating death and sin. So this morning when we ask for the prayer team to go out and people to perhaps go to the prayer team, maybe, maybe, time for you to step out. Maybe if you don't know what your gifts are this morning, you just want to say, God, show me. Maybe it's time to step out. If you've never been, if you've never been prayed for to be filled by Jesus, maybe it's time to step out. So we're going to worship. I'm going to pray. And as we worship and as we finish our service this morning, if you want to receive prayer, the prayer team at the back will love to serve you. Love to pray for you. 
But let's remember, it's about him, not about us. So that his glory and his kingdom are built. Let's pray. Worship in Kikwa. Father, we thank you that you're a good God. And we thank you that as we look into the, the, the topic of the, your Holy Spirit, so much that we could never understand because you are so bigger. Our God is greater than we could ever possibly contemplate and understand. But Father God, I thank you today. I thank you today that you want to give us what we need. Father, I pray for those that feel that they aren't enough, that this morning they will go for prayer. Father, I pray this morning for anyone who's never said Jesus is Lord, that they will go for prayer, that they won't sit there thinking, I can't do that, because people will see. God, the, just propel them from their seats. <laughs> because what people think here doesn't matter, but what you think is the most important. And you long to give people life through the Spirit because of Jesus. So, Father, we pray this morning nothing will stop us, nothing will separate us, and nothing will stop us from moving and being fed by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you want prayer this morning, go for it.